Welcome to the Nonprofit Storytelling Podcast. Each episode, we bring you storytelling advice, insights from nonprofits, and so much more. I'm your host, Heather Loveridge, and I'm founder of Magnolia Media Group, an agency focused on helping nonprofits tell their story well. Thanks for joining us, and here we go with another great episode. I am sitting here today with Paige Havens, um, who has been a friend for a very long time, and I'm thrilled to have her on today's podcast. So Paige, welcome. You are, uh, you know, in our marketing world here, you are such a big part of it. So just give us a little, little bit of background on who you are and what you love and who Paige is. Well, yes. I'm excited to be here today. I um, carry a business card with the title Change Agent. I really love to uh, work as an independent marketing consultant to work with organizations across all sectors to really help them go from point A to point B to really push themselves outside their comfort zone and try big things. So um, I love to take on community initiatives, work on movements across our community, and to really help move the dial on the big issues. So um, my sweet spot is 50,000 feet in the air and um, helping orchestrate big vision for companies that really want to make a difference. Yes, and you have won quite a few awards over the years to that effect, um, as people have recognized all that you have done. Um, yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, I, I, want, I want our listeners to know, you know, just kind of, um, yeah, the effect that you've made in our world, nonprofit, for-profit, um, and just on a personal level, too. And um, you're also a proud mom. I am. I have two wonderful children who are making a difference in the world themselves and really leaving a mark. So, it can't make a mother more proud. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have loved over the years getting to know you and your husband, Reagan, and um, just, yeah, hearing about kids and all the great things and yes. um, all of that. So Nonprofit Storytelling Podcast, and so that's what we want to talk about today and kind of give our, um, just some some of your wisdom and insight to our listeners. And so let's start with this. So You've been a marketer in both worlds, for-profit and non-profit Absolutely. world yes. for a long time. Um, what's unique about the nonprofit world? Well, I think that um, you really have to take a step back and really look at the business model of for-profit and not-for-profit, okay? And the ownership, I think, is really key, and, and I think that sometimes this gets forgotten, that the public owns a nonprofit organization. It belongs to no private person and no one person controls the organization. It is the asset of a nonprofit. It, they're irrevocable and they're dedicated to charitable, educational, liter, uh, literary or scientific or religious purposes for the organization. And so I think that um, oftentimes people um, underestimate the business value of a nonprofit um, and don't take it as seriously as a for-profit company. So for-profit businesses sell goods and services, but mainly for the interest um, and to enrich the lives of those owners and investors. Mm. But nonprofits raise money to fund their missions to enrich and empower the lives of those they serve. So you really have to um, be mindful of who the audience is and who you're serving. And, um, you know, the for-profit companies are going to come at you with that message of, we've got something you want or need, so buy it from us, you know. But um, the consumer really gets something tangible in return. And so I, I think that 
honestly, nonprofits have a harder time from a marketing standpoint because they have to convince people to actually give something for nothing Mm -hmm. tangible in return, except maybe a feel good. Right. 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 So, um, but they have a multitude of ways to raise money. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a way that they can include income from donors or foundations or sponsors or product sales or what have you. So um, anyway, I I find oftentimes people underestimate the nonprofit world, and it's really quite unfortunate. It is, yes, because like you said, they're doing so much good in there too um, as well. So talk about some of the marketing lessons nonprofits should learn from for-profits. Well, this is something I think I have to get on my soapbox about often (laughs) with my clients. Um, First of all, quality matters. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. Do not cut Mm -hmm. corners. Mm -hmm. Quality matters. Mm -hmm. Your brand is as important as Nike or Coke or Delta Airlines. Quality matters. And if you can't do it right, don't do it. Um, It takes money to make money. We could both get on a soapbox about these. Oh, <laughs> you have to be willing to invest in the business. Mm-hmm. And you have to spend time working on the business as well as in the business. Mm-hmm. And you have to hire smart, put in sound infrastructure, follow best practices. And you just have to build a strong business foundation. So I find so many people come to me and say, I want to start a nonprofit. And I'm like, Why? And they're always kind of taken <laughs> back by that because I think they like want some like badge of honor or courage or something. Right. Or and, and I'm like, first of all, have you investigated the marketplace? Do you know your competition? Mm-hmm. Uh, how Is many somebody people, already doing it? How, so could you do better by building forces with someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I think that that is really, you have to evaluate the competitive landscape. Right. And people don't think about that from a nonprofit perspective, but you really should. And to say, can you do better collaborating and have greater impact that way? Um, you absolutely have to be intentional and invest in your brand as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So you need to think about your brand experience, your organizational culture. I'm coaching someone right now on organizational culture, and it is, mm-hmm. it is deep mm-hmm. because, uh, frankly, it's been a real mind shift for their board. Mm. to um, to go there. and um, But you have to think not only your audiences internally as well as externally. Mm-hmm. And um, and you got to build that brand equity and that trust or people won't invest in you. Right. So um, you have to find your voice, mm-hmm. tell your story loud and proud. Uh, I know you are big on storytelling. So to me, um, so many nonprofits just assume that you get their cause. And you know who they impact, and so many times it's just not so obvious. Right. You can never assume. No, never. Mm-hmm. And um, know your target audiences. And um, I think that that you have to think about. You have volunteers. You have um, you have stakeholders of different kinds. You have the donors. You have the volunteers. You have your staff. You have your board members. So you really have to market mm. across those sectors, and then. Set goals and success measures. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's where so many miss out. Mm -hmm. They do not evaluate their progress often and and really set high marks for themselves. Right, right. You know, you will achieve the bar you set. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to get there? Exactly. Um, Because, yes, we see that too. Like, 
what is your end goal? Well, then, and let's help you work backwards from there. What steps you need to be taking now? Yes. Um, but, and I get it because for a lot of nonprofits, it's, you're so far in the weeds and you're just trying to keep your head above water. But if you don't take the time to think of that big picture, it makes that daily to day so much harder. Absolutely. I mean, nonprofits are a business mm-hmm. and you have to have a CEO, a COO that focuses on running the business and doing it well. Right. And okay, so maybe you're coming at it from a standpoint of, I'm really passionate about this cause, but I don't know anything about accounting. Well, then hire an accountant. Right. If you don't know anything about marketing, hire a marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know anything about storytelling, hire a storyteller. <laughs> so, you know, it is important to surround yourself with subject matter experts. And uh, if you're the cause person, but if you're the business person, let someone in come in and help support the cause. Right. Right. Yeah. Everybody on the right seat. That's right. On the bus. Uh, amen to that. <laughs> oh, all right. So you alluded to storytelling. So yeah. what role do you see storytelling playing when it comes to nonprofits and marketing? Storytelling is huge. Mm-hmm. It is huge. It is the oldest form of, of marketing strategy there is. I mean, you think about the in the in, in time, mm-hmm. it's all started with storytelling. Right. We didn't start with TV ads, right? Um, so it is the key if you're con- going to connect with people on that emotional level. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way that people are going to give to something. Right that they don't get something tangible back in return, Mm -hmm. okay? So you have to create feelings of fulfillment and impact and show people how their time, talent, and resources can be Mm game-changing. So storytelling, to me, establishes relationships. It shows the organization as a relational, transformative, trustworthy entity. And it is so important that they know that it's something they can believe in. Storytelling educates, Mm -hmm. It helps build awareness of your issues. It gives them facts, not fiction. It allows you to put a face with a cause and bring a mission to life. Storytelling also shares your truth and makes you relatable. And I can't stress this enough that your stories have got to be genuine and authentic Mm -hmm. and truthful. Yes. People can see through Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I think storytelling is what activates empathy. Mm. Without a doubt, um, storytelling works when they make us feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always have those moments with clients where, you know, you're planning this big event or you you're, have that impact moment, and I'm like, make them cry. Make them cry or make them laugh to the point that, that you know, they have to feel deeply uh, to care about your cause. They have to imagine themselves in those situations and trigger things. It actually will trigger a chemical activity in the brain that makes them want more of it, and it'll push them to even more pro-social behaviors. So um, the, the key is making the donation, yeah. right? Let's yeah. be real. That's your- okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so storytelling builds your personality. Mm-hmm. So this is where you really can embody your brand, your personality, and um, really engage your stakeholders on a personal level. So um, it allows people to see other people who are passionate about the cause too, and they go, hey, I I love that. Now, and I love to use storytelling and testimonials to kind of, um, I 
hate to say this in, in this way, but pit people against each other in a sense of, well, wait a minute. So-and-so stood up and told their testimony. I, I want to tell my testimony. Right. Friendly competition. Friendly competition. <laughs> Absolutely. So, But it sets you apart. Mm-hmm. It allows you, you know, there are a hundred different, you know, organizations that do what you do, but what sets you apart? And those people who can do the right storytelling, it, 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 you, it is the differentiator. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, and it it this it, that's your chance to say what makes you more worthy of investing in. It makes you are more impactful. You are making a bigger difference. Um, so this is where you show your competitive advantage, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and again, goes back to those smart business practices. Yes, and then storytelling drives action. Hands down, when donors see your organization's personality, they feel a relationship with it, and they understand what it is that it makes it different, they want to connect to it. Mm-hmm. So um, those causes that I have clutched onto and held to for many years, my husband and I are very intentional with our giving and our relationships with our nonprofit organizations. It's really those who do all of this well. and um, But it all comes back to, what's the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do I see myself fitting in that story? Absolutely. It it makes you want to be a part of it. Right, right. Yeah. I always think, I probably sound like a broken record sometimes, but Humans of New York is such a great example of this. There was a story, um, I think last month that they did, 12 or 13 part story um, of a woman who had gone through multiple things in her life, but it was so compelling. And at the end, um, you could give to a fundraiser. I think she was getting close to retirement age, but couldn't retire because she had multiple, like it wasn't just somebody who needed something. This was a woman who really needed help. And so the goal was let's raise $300,000 for her. Well, within 24 hours, they were over a million dollars. Wow. And this happens time. It's it's always incredible to me, just the power of telling a great story. And this is on a social platform and all the people who jump in, and they're not, some people give large amounts, but it's $5, $20, $30. That crowdsourcing is huge. Yes. And if you can learn to use the tools out there, and, and, and you know, and if you don't have that skill set, aligning yourself with a company that can help you do that. Right. And it, it doesn't have to be huge investment, but, but to allow people to take action. Again, mm-hmm. how many times I am amazed that people will tell the story and never ask me to give. Right. They've just left that low-hanging fruit hanging. Yes, yes. And and I cannot tell you how many times I have sat in council with development directors of nonprofits and say to them, you would be surprised how many times I sit in this seat and no one ever asks me to give money. Mm-hmm. And they still don't ask me. I have had one person in the last three years Catch that hint. And I wrote him a $500 check on the spot. Wow. Wow. Because I said, you are the first person to actually ask. To, to, to catch what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah. And that makes you wonder, you know, why? Like, is there a fear of, well, I don't want to, you know, appear to be asking somebody for something? Or, or what, you know, what drives that? <clears throat> Especially when somebody's telling you, please ask. Yes. And then you don't anyway. Well, I, I think that what it is, is you do get, wrapped up in the story, Mm -hmm. and you want people to just kind of sit in that emotion, but that is the moment that if you don't ask for the action, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, Mm -hmm. sign up for our newsletter, you know, give to the cause, 
volunteer for our great day of service, you know, whatever it is, it is so important that you don't forget to ask for the business. Mm-hmm. That goes back to those for-profit mm-hmm. pluses, always ask for the business. Yes. Yep. Have that call to action. Yes. And know what you want it to be. So speaking of, you know, we were just talking about storytelling and people, uh, leaving money on the table, so to speak. What are some instances when you've seen storytelling done well? You know, I, I really was reflecting on that in, in anticipation of this conversation today, honestly. And um, I'm a pretty hard sell, I'll be honest, because I've coached so many companies well, you, right, to do this, you know, inside. and I'm like, oh, try something more <laughs> unique. Come on, you, you can you can do better than that. I, I'm hard to wow. But I, so it really made me step back and ask, you know, where do I see moments where I'm like, well done? Mm. You know, I am truly one of those people who watches the Super Bowl for the, for the commercials, commercials yes. because I, I am and I'm the critic. So yeah. it, it's like it's like a movie critic time for me. But um, but I'll tell you, um, I'm a Rotarian and I, and um, I realized that I'm a Rotarian because of how Rotary tells the story. And I think a great example of that is their movement to end polio mm. and the end polio now campaign and and their their message across the world mm. is in polio now, and we we hold our hands up in a, in a slight little pinch, our fingers up in a slight little pinch and say, um, you know we're almost there, just this much more because uh, we're this close mm-hmm. and um you know, they have seven areas of focus, and they don't steer from that. And I, I think that is wise, where you are clear on your mission. Right, consistent. And you're consistent, but, you know, they f- they focus on promoting peace, fighting disease, clean water and sanitation, uh, saving mothers and children, supporting education and literacy, and growing local economies, and environmental preservation. Mm. And And I never have to question what the cause is, what it is, but but they tell the story so well and they show the faces of people mm-hmm. that it is impacting. Mm-hmm. And so I challenge listeners to go to ri.org and to look at how Rotary International does the storytelling. And what's amazing to me is Rotary is that global organization. Right. And their stories transcend culture, um Religion, race, mm. it, 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 is, it is powerful, mm-hmm. and um, they just do a good job at it. Yeah. So, um, and I think it is so important, and I think they do this really well. They help you see the real results mm. thanks to your service, your donation, your leadership, mm-hmm. you know. So it makes you proud and makes you want more. Yes. So showing mm. that return mm-hmm. is so important. So anyway, another one that came to mind was Covenant House International. Oh, mm-hmm. um, they are um, they provide housing and supportive services for youth facing homelessness, and um, um, it is an organization that has just powerfully, but with dignity, shared a hardship that many youth face of being rejected from their home put out, um, pushed out of the system. Many of them are youth who have come out of the foster system, and mm-hmm. once they turn 18, that family doesn't get money anymore, so they... Yeah, see you later. See you later, mm-hmm. you know, so... But they put those youth on a path to independence, mm-hmm. 
And they tell those stories so boldly. But what I love is that um, I chaired one of their um, fundraising events as a part of their women's fundraising team. And they had the youth find their voice and tell their story in a way that ripped into your heart. Mm. And, and, and it made you want to invest in them twice as much. Wow. But what I love is that they helped them find that voice so that not only they could see the growth and and champ, or, or um, courage and empowerment that they had, mm-hmm. but it helped others to see that it mattered and that there were lives changed. So I just, I, I'm a huge thing, but testimonials are powerful. And I think that we think about, you know, everybody goes to Yelp when you're going to go buy a new product or right. you're going to go, you know, read the read the reviews. Google reviews. Mm-hmm. Is that stapler going <laughs> to fall apart when I buy it? You know, but I think that's the point of storytelling mm-hmm. for nonprofits. Those testimonials, those stories mm-hmm. are what really makes it real. And so studies show from a business standpoint, 92% of people read testimonials when considering a purchase. Mm-hmm. Do not think that your donors are not looking at your testimonials before they give. Mm-hmm. They are. Right. They want and to see you, the impact. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's no different when you're looking to donate to a nonprofit. So 72% of people say positive testimonials increase their trust in a product and they will buy or give more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the numbers are there. The research is there. So storytelling is is a must. And I think on the for-profit side, I really love Dove's um, Read Beauty Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, um, their project show us, yeah, where they you know Inclusive. have have the mm-hmm. ability to show your face without all your makeup and your true beauty, and and really transforming uh, and shadowing. Uh, I'm sorry, shattering beauty stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? And and empowering people with that. So mm-hmm. I think storytelling again. I think that's what Covenant House does is empowering the people who are telling mm-hmm. their stories, but helping people find something within themselves. Right. And and I think that people who are are uh, likely to invest and and be a philanthropist, and and it doesn't matter whether you give ten dollars or ten million dollars, mm-hmm. you are a philanthropist, yeah. and it, you want to know that you are changing lives. Mm-hmm. So, but um, but. And without getting too political, I, I will say that in recent years, some impactful storytelling that has come out that has truly, to me, I've watched just begin to really spur deep conversations for systemic change. Um, don't underestimate the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and the Affordable Care Act yeah. and, um, frankly, the Black Lives Matter campaign. Right. I mean, those have brought about discussions in society that are leading to massive change mm-hmm. culturally yeah, and across systemically. all sectors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that all started with storytelling. Right. Yeah. So. Somebody who spoke up and said, this is what happened to me. Exactly. And it's not okay. Yes. So. Yes. So anyway, those are my ideas. All right. Well, as, as we wrap up, any tips you'd like to share or things not to do? Yes. My biggest soapbox when it comes to nonprofits, hands down, nonprofit is a tax status. It is not a way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Make bank. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Yeah. You just invest it back in your mission instead of giving it out to your profit holders, mm-hmm. okay, your shareholders. It is simply a tax status, and um, it is not a license for you to have a scarcity mentality. Right. 
drives me nuts, the mindset that you can't operate on anything and that you have to operate on a lesser plan than a Fortune 100 company. Right. Things might have to be nimbler at times. Your money might not come as fast uh, or come in a different way. Mm -hmm. But quality matters. And and if you can't do it again, don't do it at all. Do it can't do it right, don't do it at all. I love that you brought up the scarcity or, or poverty mindset because it, it does tend to be so prevalent. And it, it is. just hinders you from all the things that you could be doing if you just thought bigger. Well, and it's amazing to me how many times I still have people say to me, Well, they're a nonprofit. They can't they can't make money. At the end of the year, they have to zero out and start over. And I'm like, that's what? not how, right? Not at all. Yeah. No, go back and read a little bit more on that. So, <laughs> but I, I encourage plan your work and work your plan. Mm-hmm. Have a good, solid, strategic plan. And, but in that must be included a marketing and communications mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. So many times yes. that is not thought through. And, and it doesn't have to be a 100-page document. It really can be a two-page document. But be intentional mm-hmm. and have a plan and work your plan. Um, think beyond dollars. What resources, connections, relationships can you leverage to further your work? Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be about money. Right. Think outside the box. Um, you can have it all. Mm-hmm. You just can't have it all at once. <laughs> Pick a place to start and do it well. That is uh, always what I say, grow slow. Mm-hmm. Start slow, bite it one piece at a time. Um, you know, a great example is everybody goes, oh, we have to be on social media. We have to do all platforms. I'm like, how about just start with one? And do it well. And do it well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you cannot be all things to all people. That is why you really need to be tuned into your target audiences. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will be passionate about your cause. So it's okay. The thought that if you build it, they will come, it is not a sound marketing strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, measure what's working and don't be afraid to change your plan. If it's not, it is really okay to say, scrap this and let's go a different direction. Don't beat a dead horse. And, um, and then bring on new tools for marketing, fundraising and management as you grow. Again, back to that, having a strong foundation to run a solid business. So those are really my tips. And, um, you know, there's such great organizations out there doing wonderful causes. We just need to to get your head on and and really think through how you can run a solid business. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. Those have just a wealth of information in a short amount of time. So yeah. thank you for well, thank you. just sharing sharing all that with us. Um, and I'm going to throw a last curveball question, Please. but it's a fun one. So favorite three books you've read or are reading in the past year? Oh, that is wonderful. Um, I read, um, did you know that Margaret Mitchell wrote other books besides Gone with the Wind? I had heard that. She had all of her pieces um, destroyed upon her death, but I came across in a, um antique store recently a copy of a book that was uh, a story that she had written. Um, I think it was called Lost Laden. I'm going to... Mm. Um, I think that's what it is. Um, that... Um, she had given as a gift. She wrote it at 16 years old, and she had given it as a gift to... Uh, a man wow. that she had fallen in love with. Wow. And her, his son found it upon his death. 
Wow. And so uh, it was just a, 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 and it was an interesting love story about their story and that, but I read that. Um, I'm currently reading uh, A Gentleman in Moscow, and I'm mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoying that book. And um, another great book that I have read recently um, is called One Good Mama Bone. And it is a uh, book by a Southern author, um, and she tells the story of, uh, compares being a mother to a a mother cow. It seems kind of odd, but it is amazing how much you just learn from the animal kingdom and what she learns of growth and healing and and that. So those have been my my three lately that kind of stand out as you caught me on that off guard, but but I will say... um, there's an aspiring author in my house, and oh. I have, uh, am, am enjoying watching uh, storytelling unfold in a whole new oh. way. That's uh, exciting. So, yes. Fiction, is that what they're leaning towards? It, it is a fictional book, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And um, so we are, uh, who knows, maybe one day that'll be on the bestseller list. <laughs> you never, dream big. That's you right. You never know. If you don't put it out there. May not happen. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, Paige, thank you again. You are so, so much. welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody on on the uh, podcast here for listening and and just uh, entertaining the conversation. Go tell your story. That's right. Um, so thank you to everyone for listening and thank you again, Paige. And y'all go have a great day. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Nonprofit Storytelling Podcast. For show notes or to learn more about Magnolia Media Group and how we help nonprofits, please visit us at magnoliamedia.group. We'll be back next time with more storytelling insight you can use.